what I've learned <laughs> is that I need to ride in my skill level. Even though I have all my gear to protect me, um, I should still avoid some some dangerous maneuvers if if I can. That is Aya Dykeville. I'm Greg Baird. You're listening to the Photo Gregor Podcast. Today's episode is with Aya Dykefell. She is a lot of fun. She's a, both a model, especially a bridal model, and she rides motorcycles and she does, you know, full leather motorcycle modeling. Um, she's passionate about both. I think she's a blast, a lot of fun to talk to, and she's been a pretty good collaborator for me as a photographer. So here's Aya, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Okay, so I'm here with Aya Dykeville, and she is a fascinating person <laughs> and uh, collaborated with me a couple of times on some projects, and I'm really excited to have her in here. Welcome, Aya. Thank you. It's good to be here. I'm excited, also a little nervous, but I love your podcast, and I love all your work. So, Well, I would say likewise, and I mean, let's just get into that. What do I find fascinating about you? You really like your motorcycles. Yes. So like, like how much? I do love motorcycles and especially my own motorcycle. It's um it, honestly it's become part of my identity since I started riding like uh four or five years ago in the winter. Um I that's when I got my own bike. But before then I rode with a friend named Caleb. He was just an awesome friend to hang out with because he would help me check things off of my bucket list. And one of them was to ride on the back of a cute boy's scooter. And he was like, I have a motorcycle. Does that count? So we rode on his motorcycle and I loved it. He helped me get mine. Uh, We ride together, build together, and now we're married. Whoa. Mm-hmm. You skipped right to the end there. <laughs> I think we missed a few things. So he likes riding too. Yeah, yeah. He has a Ducati Monster, and he he likes building. I think more than riding. Um, and so this this bike that he picked up was kind of like a project for him to fix up and make his own, kind of like he does with cars and with um anything he touches. Basically, he likes to wrench and build and create and um that's kind of what the bike was to him and um to me I liked the bike once it was finished and then and then I liked the experience of riding too wow okay so you would call him a tinkerer a tinkerer yes (laughs) (laughs) good so and so he has a Ducati monster you said what do you have I also have a Ducati monster oh okay is that the is that the dream bike? It, it is. I had no idea I could be riding a Ducati Monster, especially like when I was in college. I didn't have a car. I would um, my transportation was rollerblades, and so when uh, he told me that he could help me get a bike for really cheap um, by buying one that was basically broken and fixing it, then I was on board, and he helped me do that. And we kind of built it together. He got it to a point where it was running, and then I did all the cosmetic changes with him. Okay, so did you find satisfaction in fixing up your own bike? 
Yeah, it was really cool. The The process was really awesome. And then also um, learning the new skill of, I mean, I hadn't touched a motorcycle before. Um, so not even touched. Um, I hadn't remembered that I did, but actually once I did get my motorcycle, my dad reminded me that he had one when I was younger and then showed me pictures. So I had ridden on motorcycles with my dad, but didn't remember that. But bottom line, you were a complete novice. Oh, totally. (laughs) (laughs) So, so what about it attracted you? I mean, cause let me tell you my experience with motorcycles. I, I hopped on a motorcycle when I was probably seven. For the last time, I was riding with my neighbor who had a motorcycle, and I literally remember that feeling of, I wonder if he's going slow enough for me to bail. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. That's not. (laughs) That's terrifying. No, that's not. That's not exactly where you want to be. No. You're thinking of bailing. Yeah, yeah, I was. I was ready to go. Like, get me out of here. Yeah, I did. That's. I don't like how they lean when you go around the corner. I don't. So, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I was a mechanic for 10 years and I, I like cars enough. I mean, they're just transportation and I like transportation in general, but I just don't feel comfortable on a bike. And maybe if I was, I was driving, it would be different, but seriously, I was ready to go. I oh, that's so funny. <laughs> never heard anybody say that before did you no that's that's I mean actually I do understand like a lot of the fear people have of motorcycles and kind of the general distaste that like the idea of being on something so dangerous that that feeling um I've always liked fast cars though my I have three younger brothers um my mom and dad are both into cars And, um, but at first, like when I was in college, I definitely saw the motorcycle as just transportation, like cheap transportation. There was no way I was getting a car, but, uh, the motorcycle was possible. So I just saw it as transportation. Um, I saw it as a project to work on with Caleb. Um, but then I just grew to love the feeling of riding. Uh, all summer and even into the winter, I loved just like the feeling of control and focus I get when I ride. Um, it's totally different from a car because, um, I don't know, everything is just so compact. You're so much more in contact with the road and with the wind in your face. It's like, it's a really cool experience for me. Like, is it an emotional experience? Um, it's, it's, a definitely like a headspace. It's like, I don't have, I don't know if I would call it emotional, but, uh, it's more of like, like a mental state. Like really, I'm serious. When I ride, like I'm not thinking about anything, but being so perfect at riding, like, because it is so dangerous, I have to put all of my focus into like, am I getting the right angle? Is my positioning right? Um, am I taking the right lines? Am I being aware of, like, my tire temperatures and the road temperatures, any surfaces on the road, any potential, like, danger that might come in front of me, whether it be cars, people, animals, <laughs> rocks, whatever. So it's like, it's like a, it's a zone I can enter when I'm riding. 
Mm, so you, you experience what they call a state of flow. Ooh, yes. That's a good way to describe it. Okay. So does time slow down for you and you're kind of hyper aware of everything that's happening? Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Okay. So you're describing the same thing that I hear athletes talk about when, you know, when they have a good game, they can describe every moment of the game. I was, I was always surprised when you'd hear basketball players talking <laughs> after the game, they would say, Hey, remember that pass at, <laughs> like with eight minutes and, and you know, the, it was the entry pass. I mean, they, they are so <laughs> hyper-focused and they remember all of it, all of it. I love that. Yeah. I can totally relate to that and like being able to remember Oh, I was in third gear at 6,000 RPMs and this happened and uh, kind of like you're described with the basketball. Okay, cool. So a good ride is not just a good ride. It's an experience and a, and a state of mind, I guess. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. And, and so that's why, I mean, that, that's why you're here, honestly. I mean, I like, <laughs> I like that idea that there's something that I'm just dead dead afraid to do that <laughs> that brings you so much joy um but let's also talk about your other like personality traits that i think are just kind of awesome you're a model <laughs> yeah I, d- I do some modeling you're not just a model you're a good model <laughs> like <laughs> like you do um would you call yourself um a full-time professional model or do you have other job as well uh i have a full-time job that is not modeling but i do I do like to break up my full-time job with the modeling gigs. So like once or twice a week, I like to do some modeling. Well, you do a good job and that's how I know you. Um, We've actually shot together once and we're, we're trying to book another shoot right now with a a whole experience that we'll have to talk about that another time. (laughs) Um, But let me ask you this. Let's just cut straight to the, to the chase, do you feel the same sense of flow when you're modeling as you do when you're on a bike? Hmm, that's a good question. Uh, I've not thought of it that way just because to me, um, riding a motorcycle is totally its own thing. But I would say that it is, it is like a creative outlet for me being able to model. And maybe I could relate that more to the building side of of my motorcycle okay um so like it's very creative it's um a lot of thinking and emotion and and that kind of thing as opposed to when i'm actually riding and it's a little bit more focused and structured i guess so the reason i asked that that way is is as i would imagine that there are so many things to concentrate on while you're modeling that it would kind of bring you to that hyper sense of focus Mm. Um, and so in that way, is it similar at all? Um, I find that if I am thinking too hard and, and trying to perfect technique or, or whatever, then I, (laughs) I get really awkward and it's not, doesn't come out that great. But as long as I have like lighting in mind, um, then I feel like it's mostly just going with the flow. Okay, so that's more of a shut your brain off type of thing for you yeah. then, sounds like. For me, it is. Okay, so what's what's enjoyable about modeling? What is it that uh, makes you feel your best? Um, I love the collaborative work, whether it's like a, whether it's for 
a company that is paying me or if it's with my friends who are photographers or if it's a styled shoot with a concept. I just love that anytime um, photography and modeling is involved, there's a lot of creativity and collaboration and people's minds coming together to create something. I love that. So is it more about the collaboration than it is about the final product? Hmm. I maybe yeah I I'm really involved and excited about the the process and sometimes I'll go on and forget that there's actually results that I could look at yeah so I found you on Instagram and I don't know exactly which pictures that I saw first but there was a bridal shoot in there Mm-hmm. And I believe there was a Mulan inspired shoot there. Yes. Uh, that's a that's kind of a <laughs> kind of a range. I mean, it, would you call it, would you consider the Mulan one kind of a cosplay or was that more of a kind of an artistic concept? Oh, I think that was uh, it was a study for a photographer who was uh, really trying to replicate some old uh, samurai film type styles um with his real his like actual film camera mm-hmm. and along with that it was an opportunity for me to wear some of my um traditional japanese garments that were passed to me from my grandparents and uh we threw in a sword from <laughs> just a just a sword for fun <laughs> and it turned into kind of a mulan looking shoot <laughs> It did. And it was beautiful, by the way. Um, and by the way, everybody who's listening, um, how do we find Aya online? Uh, if if you want to kind of troll her, not troll, that's the wrong word. If you want to cruise through her page <laughs> while we're talking, where do they find you? Oh, well, now if I know if there are trolls on my page, I'll know where they're from. No trolling. <laughs> um, so on Instagram, I am Aya, L-O-L what? So A-Y-A-L-O-L. W U T, and uh, that's about it. Yeah, I just like Instagram. Okay, cool. Um, and uh, if you need that again, um, you can just rewind it. (laughs) (laughs) How do we call it rewind? This is digital. Anyway, uh, okay. So, so you have to me one of the most iconic and interesting looks of all the models that I've dealt with, um, and that I've shot with. And well, let's talk about you. You're half Japanese. Is is it halfway? Yes, I'm exactly half Japanese and half Dutch. My my mom is born and raised in Tokyo. My dad was born and raised in Amsterdam, and they they are very much like my mom's very much Japanese and my dad's very much Dutch. <laughs> Yeah, and and uh, the combination in you, and I think I've seen your brother online too. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting and beautiful. <laughs> and uh, everyone, if you haven't gone to her page yet, you got to go now because she's got amazing. What am I going to say? Armpits. Just kidding. Armpits. <laughs> <laughs> Freckles. Freckles is where I was going. <laughs> wow, you, that caught me by surprise. Um, but yeah, she's just she's just got this look that's amazing and anyway so let's uh let's talk about well, i mean you've done some bridal shoots too that just 
you know, I, there was one in kind of an old fashioned building that I thought was, was really, really pretty. Um, Mm-hmm. Was that for a brand or, or a photographer or a concept? What was it? Yeah, so I actually started modeling with Bridal. Uh, I have my a good friend, Alora. She is a bridal photographer and uh, she liked my look, wanted to kind of diversify her portfolio a bit. And I was like, oh, I can help with that. Um, she put me in a dress and we went out and took pictures and I loved it. She taught me everything I know about modeling as a bride. And since then, um, kind of through those photos that were posted, other people have reached out to me. And I have since then done modeling for bridal gowns and um, kind of content series and stuff like that. So I imagine you've uh, modeled for a few uh, wedding gowns. Is that true? Yeah, a lot of wedding gowns and a lot of venues. I'm I'm totally like to myself in my head. I think I'm like I'm kind of like a tomboy, kind of uh, like a bro, kind of. <laughs> and a, a, so, fe- a female bro. Yeah, huh? I'm I'm okay. totally a bro. So <laughs> when when I found myself getting into bridal, it was just like a totally different part of me that I kind of loved and embraced, and being able to be a princess for for a couple hours is actually a lot of fun so how long did you do that before you got married modeling bridal yeah i was i was modeling bridal for a year or so before getting married so when you decided on that perfect dress for your wedding day like you had had a lot of experience with other dresses what what features did you look for in a dress that you liked Ooh, okay we're talking about dresses this is fun i liked um I liked a dress that had a cool neckline. I liked a dress that had sleeves. I I just liked the detail that could you could add with having sleeves on a dress. And like I, are you talking like lacy see-through sleeves or are you talking um I, I don't even know what what other kind of sleeves. <laughs> you could have beaded or feathered sleeves too, but I had okay. laces. Yes, lace. Nice. And and I I wanted kind of just like a classic, um, a classic shape. Um, the detail was all in the sleeve, basically, and the neckline. And then the rest was just very um simple. So fitted or looser? Uh fitted all the way, pretty much. It wasn't like a mermaid fit, but it was just Okay. High waist or, or uh uh your real waist. So the waist it just followed my my real waist and uh it didn't have like a band or anything around the waist. Cool. I don't know much about dresses. I'm <laughs> I'm like the least fashionable person available, but uh You're really good at asking questions about dresses though. Oh yeah, I just I find it I guess for me, I I love the aesthetics of a good bridal photo and 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 when you, you know, when you go to your friends' weddings, um and their brides they're all so different and you know the dress is everything you know it's you want to feel your way through that day that ne- that needs to be a day that has a lot of feeling to it and if you feel good if you look good you feel good if you feel good you have a great day and so i mean the dress is important 
it's absolutely not important in consideration of, you know, your marriage is the most <laughs> important thing. But yeah, just like people dream about their wedding. And, and I can imagine that somebody who, who has a lot of experience with dresses would either go to the full princess route and just go all out. Or they <laughs> might keep it simple, too, just because they've seen a lot of way too much dress. <laughs> yes. Have you have you been modeling a dress that's way too much before? Um, one dress that I felt like was a lot was actually a maternity dress that I wore. <laughs> and the reason why it was good as a maternity dress is because there's just so much fabric everywhere and volume that you could wear it pregnant or not pregnant and it'll still just look big and extravagant. <laughs> so is extravagant is extravagant good for you? Oh, I have, I love it. I have fun with it. It's not my daily, which is probably why I love it so much. So you you like to play that character. Mm-hmm. And so what do you look for if you're trying to collaborate with a photographer? Um, what do you look for in their work? I like, oh, that's, that's, uh, that's a good question because every photographer is a person and every person has their own style and their own ideas, creations, and I just like someone who, someone who has an idea and knows what they want and um, can kind of work together to create that. Okay, so let me ask you this. Do you feel like rapport with the photographer is um, maybe more important than the product? I think it helps with the product. Yeah, I think that has a big part in uh, creating an excellent product. I think so, too. I, mean, I just I feel like when the shoot's over, I feel like I want to have had a good enough experience interpersonally that I have a friend at the end of a shoot, especially if it's somebody I've never met before. And when did when did we shoot? Was it a couple months ago? It was in. It was October, like, I believe. October. So by now, that's about six months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like we've been we go way back. I feel like uh, <laughs> the relationship we built while like on the shoot, and then since then with other little projects we've done, just not even photography projects, but, like going back and forth on Instagram and stuff. I feel like I feel like we have that friendship now, which is really cool and. And that is another part I like about modeling and and motorcycling is that the friendships I've been able to build from it. Yeah, and I think that's where I was getting is that that friendship. If I've gotten to the end of a shoot and I feel like I've got a friend in the model or in the in the dancer or whomever I'm shooting, that is for me the goal. I mean, I want them to have an amazing experience. And, you know, that's it's not just about the photos for me. It's about <laughs> it's about the experience. So, so question for you, let's, let's kind of mesh it all together. If you were going to do the ultimate motorcycle model shoot, (laughs) what's, what's your ideal setting? Uh, What does your makeup look like? What, what are you wearing? What, what are you riding? What does your (laughs) ideal motorcycle model shoot look like? Ooh, okay. I love I love my own bike, so I'm going to bring my own bike. I'm going to have, I'm going to go somewhere that looks like it's not on this planet. So pretty much 
I have a lot of options here in Utah. Utah has some awesome landscapes. Agreed. So I'd go out, take it, take my bike out on a trailer because this place will probably be hard to get to on my little princess bike. And then I would have a cool helmet, maybe like a metallic helmet, maybe a helmet that kind of looks like I'm in space. And um, my outfit will be all black leather, of course. Obviously. Maybe some heels on my boots to make me look more boss. And then... <laughs> is, that, is that how you know somebody's boss is when they have heels on yes. their boots and yes. they're wearing black leather? Yeah, black leather and heels is definitely the recipe for boss. Okay, boss. Okay, uh-huh. got it. And then I would want it to be... Golden hour is what photographers call it, right when the sun's going down mm-hmm. and the skies are changing colors. And then you can also get that phase after golden hour where everything's blue. Yes. I love that too. Everything's a dark, rich blue. So that's that. That is my ideal moto shoot. I would definitely want rollers. I want to be. So that's when. I'm in action. The photos are kind of blurred in the background because I'm riding so fast. I want my hair flipping in the wind. <laughs> I Un- want under your bridal veil, right? Oh, oh, is it... oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just... <laughs> you need to get the dress on and go ride. Yeah, that too. Is there a, is there a wedding dress in the world that would go on a bike? I don't think so. Oh man, it would have to. Hmm. <laughs> you could. You could wear like one of those tutu type dresses for, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Well, maybe a split skirt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Split skirt. And then you just tie it up and like put it in your jacket. Yeah. So that it doesn't get burned on the on the exhaust pipes. Yeah. Or stuck in a chain or something. Oh, my gosh. I haven't thought I haven't (laughs) thought of that. Like, I, you know, it's been a long time since my shoe came untied. I got my shoelace stuck in in a pedal or a chain. Yeah. That happens on your bike, too. Yeah, you can get stuff stuck in the chain on your motorcycle, too. Does it generally just kind of rip everything apart, or or do you end up crashing? I haven't done that, so I hope not to know. Yeah, so keep it with the leather. Uh, I, I yes, think, leather. I think a good leather outfit would uh, keep you safe. Yeah. No trailing pant legs in the wind, right? Yeah, or bridal veils. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so... Is there any part of this dream shoot that's airborne? Um, now it is. <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you need to find a gentle hill that's got a gentle... yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, okay. I like that. All right. Okay. Well, because if you're you're talking about space, and I was like, <laughs> I thought you were going to get to the part where you're going off a, a kind of a a rolling hill uh-huh. and where you're just kind of airborne. Yeah, that's officially part of the shoot now. That's definitely happening. <laughs> I like that. All right. But let's talk about safety. I mean, I mean, what do you do to, to, to keep yourself safe on a bike? There's a phrase, ATG, ATT, at GAT, all the gear all the time. Always wear gear. Even if it's hot and you're sweating underneath all your leather, um, even if you don't want to wear a helmet because you might feel dorky because you're only going through town. Um, Always wear your boots. I'm always wearing gear, even if it's inconvenient. Um, there's just a lot of risk with riding. So 
doing the best he can to um to stay safe is definitely important yeah i mean i worry about you and and any of my other friends that ride you talked about I believe when we did the photo shoot in October, you had wrecked your bike the day of or the day before that shoot. Yep. And it was minor. But to me, a minor wreck is that's a that's an absolute no go. There's a reason I don't ride bikes. Um, yeah. Uh, like, oh, man, like what happened with that one? That was oh, minor. Man. So, yeah, the thing with riding motorcycles, it's almost it's it's so dangerous. That's almost like not if you wreck but when you wreck because mm-hmm. it's just like a wreck that happens with a car if that same wreck happened with a motorcycle it could be totally different results just because you're not in a cage like you are in a car mm-hmm. um a lot of times the speeds are much higher on motorcycles um, so what happened, I, I think it was, yeah, the day before shoot, I was going to ride my motorcycle to the shoot if I don't have to have my hair and makeup or my hair done and I can just quickly do my makeup. I usually ride my motorcycle to shoots. And so that was super bummer, but I did, I was going through the canyons and, um, I was going through some new roads. They're so super pretty up there it's like a pass that connects scarsman's pass to midway and i was completely new to that road definitely riding above my skill level just going a little too fast not knowing where the turns are a turn came up on me it was super short i didn't have time to scrub the speed fast enough so i ended up kind of bailing into the turn like onto the gravel um the good thing is that i was wearing all my gear or else i proud of would have had a bunch of probably would have I had some scratches on my helmet and on my jacket so that probably would have been on my skin and um and can I just say that would have been hard to edit huh <laughs> that would have been hard to edit at our photo shoot oh yeah yeah that would have been <laughs> I had I had a little bit of scratches on my hip where my jacket had kind of rolled up but I I was super, It was, all things considered, like it was best case scenario. And I even, I couldn't pick up my bike by myself because it's kind of heavy. And a cyclist had just rolled by right after I wrecked and helped me pick up my bike. So super grateful for that guy where he is. Oh, thank you, guy. Yeah. <laughs> um. So what do you take away from that as far as future rides? Uh, you know, that was. I believe you said you've 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 wrecked twice, very mm-hmm. vain, very minor both sides. Yeah. Both times I should say. Yep. Um what do you take away from those experiences? Uh the first time was also I was riding out of my skill level. Both times I was I was doing the most. And the first time I hadn't learned how to use my back brake yet. I was only using my front brake. This was like week three of riding on State Street through Provo. And or aura maybe and uh car came in front of me i didn't know how to stop appropriately so i just like put everything on my front brake which tipped my bike mm. um and then the one i just told you about in the canyons i i probably could have if i was skilled i would have been able to make that turn but i'm not really I haven't built my skill up to be able to do 
fast turns like that unexpectedly. So what I've learned (laughs) is that I need to ride in my skill level. Even though I have all my gear to protect me, um, I should still avoid some some dangerous maneuvers if if I can. Well, I I would like you to. Yeah, I know, I know. I should. But but I'm a huge pansy, so <laughs> that's okay. Um, so you know, let's get serious for a second. Uh, um, where do you want to be in in five years? I mean. Uh, you know, you're, you've been married for a few years now, mm-hmm. just a couple and, you know, you're still a baby, um, <laughs> compared to me, um, coming up on 21 years in a, in a, in a couple of days. So, uh, where do you want to be with your career, with your modeling, uh, with your motorcycle? I mean, what does your ideal life look like five years from now? Um, five years from now, I... I love my job. My full-time job is software, and that's another thing where I kind of get in the zone. I want to be better at that. I want to be better at riding my motorcycle and um I'm also I want to have new hobbies too. Um I'm kind of all over the place, so we'll see. I don't, I don't, I never plan to ride a motorcycle. I never plan to be in software or plan to model. And so whatever comes my way, I hope I just do really good at whatever. Well, I, I hope you do too. Um, I think uh, I'm curious to know what kind of hobbies you think at this moment right now, I mean, what, what would you want to pick up if there were no modeling and no motorcycles? What's, what's your gig? What do you do? Oh, I already know. I'm really recently into <laughs> rollerblading. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I want to learn how to rollerblade. Um, I actually rollerbladed a lot when I was younger, but just for transportation. Actually, it's kind of funny. I totally forgot that I used to rollerblade so much until one of my friends, Kylie, she was just, she was just like, Hey, we should rollerblade together. Don't you have some? I remember when you would rollerblade all the time. And she reminded me of a time when I was like, I think I was 17 or 19. I can't remember. But I had scheduled to get, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm saying this. I had scheduled to, (laughs) I scheduled to get a nose job. I had my appointment. Everything was lined up. um, And I was like, oh, no big deal. It's in Provo. I live in Provo. I'll just rollerblade to my surgery. And um, I'm glad that I happened to mention that to my friend Kylie because she was like, oh, that sounds great. But how are you going to get back after the surgery? Exactly. (laughs) You can't rollerblade after that. (laughs) Yeah. So she helped me then. And she reminded me of that recently. So I want to get into rollerblading uh, both like speed skating through the canyon but also doing like little tricks at the skate park okay cool so there's kind of a throwback and a tie back there um my podcast episode eight and nine eight or nine or both i don't remember was with adam manoa and he was a professional inline skater (gasps) um i'm a fangirl already yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna show you his page oh my gosh uh, on instagram when we get done with this he's 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 a professional artist and that's what he was on for we were talking about um, his drawing and his character, you know, is he's just an insane artist. But I love that 
he also used to be a professional inline skater. And so uh, that's pretty cool too. And his Instagram kind of does some of both and I, I love it. It's good. That is awesome. He's a good follow. So go back to episode eight or nine. His eight name's or nine, a- okay. Adam Manoa. Um, if you, if you want to do that Woo-hoo. and I, I just, I love my people. Um, I, I appreciate you coming on the show. I, I think just you're interesting and, and you know, there's, we really didn't come to a big message or a point with this episode and that's not what I need. I, I just want to talk to people that I find interesting about why I think they're interesting and well, both the modeling and the motorcycles that kind of does it for me. That's a, that's a really interesting set of uh, traits in a woman. And I just think there's not many people like you and I really appreciate my friendship and, uh, um, collaboration with you thank you i'm flattered you think that of me and i'm i'm looking forward to sharing this podcast with my friends and also i will i will say to anyone listening that i like listening to these podcasts while running okay. because when you're listening to it while you're running you get so involved in the story um that you kind of forget uh the paint <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a distraction from Yeah, it's a good distraction. I it's super immersive, so Yeah. Love it. Well, and hopefully if you're running right now or wherever <laughs> you're at, um you listeners, um I appreciate the listen and I appreciate you giving Aya the time. Um she's cool. Go check her her, her Instagram page out and uh yeah, just just know that if you've got something cool going on, there's somebody that finds that admirable and I'm usually one of those people because <laughs> I just think people are fascinating. They do really cool stuff. Anyway, I uh, appreciate you. Um, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Today is a parting shot. I'd kind of like to debut a song that my kids wrote uh, when my oldest was six and my next one was four. And this is about a few years ago. Um, but it's a rap song that we created in our basement studio. It was a lot, a lot of fun. And I want you to know that the older one freestyled the rap portion of it. And anyway, I'm really proud of this. It's been a long time. Nobody's really even heard it. But uh, this is our song. It's called Child's Play. And I hope you like it too. Can you come outside and play? This is my street, walking down my tent. This is my house, and I know around. This is my house, I know the rules. Nobody else does except me. Child's play. Give that back. A summer day. I know you are, but what am I? Come out and play. I'm rubber, but you're blue. And say you'll stay. I already said this is boring. I don't ever want to feel away. You feel on a lonely summer day. No neighbor child can come out and play. It's child's play. I don't want to do this anymore. This is my street. This is my house. 
This is my house. I know the rules. Nobody else does except me. I would like to swing with you. I would like to swing with you. I would like to swing. I would like to swing. I would like to swing with you. Child's play. A summer day. Come out and play. And say you'll stay. I would like to swing with you. I don't ever want to feel away. You feel on a lonely summer day. When no neighbor child can come out and play. It's child's play. I would like to swing with you. Child's play. This is my street. A summer day. This is my house. Come out and play. I know the rules. And say you'll stay. Nobody else does. I would like to swing with you. I would like to swing with you. I would like to swing. I would like to swing. I would like to swing with you. Child's play. Okay, so I'm here with Aya Dequil. Is that how you say it? It's Dykeville. Dykeville. Well, let's try that. Let's, <laughs> let's start this whole introduction again.